Robins at the Gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Put your money where your mates are. Playing is easy. Make your predictions on the outcomes of your chosen fixtures. For every result you predict correctly, you get a point in your league. At the end of the competition, whoever's got the most points wins and proves their top dog. Choose your own entry fee, however substantial or small, and split the winner's pot as you see fit. Who Knows Wins. Download the app now and start playing. Welcome along to Robins at the Gate with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. And today we're looking back at a big three points at QPR, but also reflecting on what happened at the weekend as well against Reading. And onwards again to another couple of games. It is relentless at the moment, Gregor. How are you doing? I know you've been uh, up in London overnight. All good? Yeah, all good. Uh, another another win last night makes it all worthwhile, I think, when you're travelling and they're on a good run. It's always that bit more enjoyable. Yeah, well, um, let's rewind to the weekend. What did you think of the Reading game? Because uh, I was watching the Quest Studio and, and pretty much watched the whole thing. And there were there were some fans saying it was a little negative. Um, I, I thought on the goals, they maybe were a little bit naive, especially with those through balls, although they were, they were lovely balls, to be fair. But what did you think? I thought Reading had a bit too much firepower for Bristol City. I thought they were too good in the forward areas. And I think if you look at the amount of goals that Reading have scored this year, they, they obviously do have some qualities. They they had to have that to go on that early run mm. of seven wins in eight games, whatever it was. And yeah, I thought they just had too much for Bristol City. And I thought it was the game actually for City where all those injuries caught up with them. Yeah. And they look like... Uh, yeah, um, just jump. Sorry, go on. We've got a we've got a fan review here actually from from Charlie Newman. We're doing this each week, so I'll just put this in here actually to to pick up on your points, and then we'll we'll pick up again. So this is Charlie Newman. Massive thank you to Michelle and Gregor for giving me the opportunity to have my opinion after one of the games, and it's a really good segment. So if you haven't already, please put your name forward. Uh, so running away, unfortunately, this was a defeat. Uh, first 45 minutes, pretty boring one for both teams. Uh, neither could really break uh, the defences down. Um, only one save from Bentley from Mite um, in the first half. Second half, Jerry obviously getting the goal for a deflection from Viner. Um, annoying one to concede, but I think definitely deserved from Reading's point of view. We then got back to the game through Naki Wells out of the blue. Um, I thought it was offside, but we'll certainly take it. Um, and then two really good counter-attacks to exploit our back four to um, give Reading the 3-1 victory. Positives from the game, uh, Dan Bentley made some brilliant saves. I thought O'Dowler's driving runs were really good, and I thought he was our best outfield player. And congratulations to Opie Edwards on getting his championship debut but really poor result but we are still in fifth and QPR away on Tuesday good place for us normally hopefully Holden could get us back to winning ways there love that from Charlie he brings us on to QPR so nicely but let's just finish off on uh, on Reading uh, yeah I think I really he really agrees with, with the points you've made there and just just Reading had that quality of those three balls, didn't they? And, and it just seemed to undo that Bristol City defence. So I was worried going into QPR, bearing in mind the injuries that Bristol City have had. And I think Jay De Silva got caught out a few times in that Reading game. Sorry to pick on him. Um, but that was a pretty another pretty accurate fan review, wasn't it, Gregor? 
Yeah, Spawn, I, I can't disagree with hardly any of Charlie's points there. Just um, just adding that you probably need to remember that this defence of Bristol City's for that Reading game was, to my mind at least, their second choice defence. So if yeah. they had gone there and got anything, I think that would yeah. have been pretty amazing and, and a real show of strength. But obviously missing Callas, who definitely would play, um, and he obviously came back for the next game. But Alfie Mawson, I think probably Nathan Baker, if everybody was fit, would also be in that back three. Yep, or, I agree. Yep. Certainly, certainly be between him and Vino, who's been outstanding. So, yeah, they obviously were missing the personnel. And I thought this was the game where it caught up with them. And just Ingeria, for me, is is, is one of quality, the best players in this division. quality. The way yeah. he moves. And why, yeah. didn't he, why, why didn't he really react to his goal? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Maybe, maybe Does he, just he felt love a little Bristol bit. Bristol City. <laughs> I, maybe, I think maybe he was a little bit embarrassed because obviously Zach Reiner doesn't have to. Flick oh, his leg I, out I know he flicked his leg out, and it's just reactionary. It's isn't annoying. It? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, you know, he was tr- trying his best. And, you know, when that happens, it's just like, oh, he is trying his best, and horrible yeah. moment, horrible. But it's on target, so I'll take it. And Reading have just got quality in those forward areas. I, I really like Lucas Zhao, who, who scored a good goal. And at times he was nigh on unplayable. His feet were so quick. Yeah, he's, he's not the best at holding the ball up. And I, but, so I think you have to accept that he's got limitations as a forward player. Mm. But when he's scoring the amount of goals that he, he has, and he's, he's got a really great record against Bristol City. I think it's his um, fifth or, or sixth goal he's scored now against City because he got a few when he was up at Sheffield Wednesday. So he seems to enjoy playing against Bristol City, unfortunately. And Jakob Mita, he's, he's one of those guys that I always see have loads and loads of chances. Normally he doesn't take them, but he did on this Oh, he's he did really a- well, didn't he, on the, on the third? Goal. Yeah, although there was an interesting duel. It was basically meet it against Bentley for much of that match. Yeah, yeah. Bentley was superb. Was I mean, it, it could have been brilliant. a lot more than three, couldn't it, really? Oh, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, that was a defeat to Reading at the weekend. But yeah, they have they had started the, the, the season well and then uh, they stopped the rot and then they got that result against Bristol City. So they moved on quickly, though, from that one. Um, Bristol City and um, they'd actually had only one defeat in the last five games which was that going into QPR but only three wins in the last ten league games as well going um, to the Kyan Prince Foundation Stadium but I I don't know I I just had a feeling about this one because QPR were a little bit inconsistent to stay to say the least you know Brentford they lost to them a good team but they beat Rotherham but that was a great game for the neutral my concern was brighter say Samuel and he was good in the first half wasn't he Gregor and I almost feel like again I hate to say it I feel like I'm picking on Jay De Silva um, but he wasn't coping that well with it was he in the first half no you, you spot on I thought he basically had De Silva on toast at times as they, as they say and there was one crazy moment where he got past De Silva and he was almost running up the entire the, the, uh, the touchline, going literally <laughs> straight along parallel to the goal. Um, he did get a shot in, and of course, Dan Bentley did save it. But And yeah, as you were saying, Bentley's just been so immense the last few weeks. Probably Bristol City's... Player of the season so far? Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Probably he's been that good. And and yeah, I, just tying it into Bright so so Samuel, he he had that one on one chance where he burst through and again, yeah, Silva wasn't close enough to him for that one and probably the QPR man should have scored, but Bentley makes a brilliant stop. That was a little bit similar actually to Mater's uh, breakaway counter attack goal in that it was again it was a, like a three ball or in this case it was a long ball but the silver is in a bad position where he's, he's not stopping the attack but he's playing the guy on side and he kind of caught between two stools there so yeah he, he was a real danger throughout um, but I did think Bristol City sort of regrouped at half time and Dean Holden made a couple of subtle changes and that made all the difference in, in the game against QPR yeah for anyone that says Dean Holden might have been ta- tactically maybe a little uh, not naive. That's not the right word, but you know he's, he's given the impression that he's more into the man management than the tactics. But we've seen now that he can tweak his tactics and he can tweak them very well. Um, we went into the second half, and this is a QPR side that actually, even though they've they've been consistent, they only have one defeat in the last eight home league games. So it was a really tough place to go. But in the second half, Bristol City uh, came through, even though they didn't have much of the ball, Gregor. Yeah, it's been one of those stadiums where City have done well in recent years. This was Mm. their third win on the spin there. So I don't know. I sometimes feel that there are clubs that you go to and you just know that you're going to get a result. You feel like it's going to come. And yeah, as you say, my, my worry for this game and in fact for City overall really is can they score enough goals mm. and after the Reading game I was looking at it and they'd only scored uh, more than once uh, in that Huddersfield win in the last eight nine games mm-hmm. so they, they generally only score score one goal two goals a game and Dean Holden had said before the match that their aim is to score two goals they got the two goals at QPR and yeah boy they needed them because um, QPR were rampant just they, they had 19 shots by the end in the yeah. first half they had 11 shots and I did feel a little bit sorry for Mark Warburton in the post-match press conference he said he was just speechless to his players afterwards and I can understand that yeah, it is a, a tough one. Although 19 shots, only four on target where Dan Bentley was, was really tested. But Dan Bentley, again, really good game for him. Uh, Mariapa, what did you think? Uh, I'd, I think it, I didn't <laughs> think he had the best game. I, was, I don't want to be too unkind to him. I'm picking my words carefully here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, defensively, he looked okay. I thought on the ball, he offered very, very little. Massive, massive difference to Jack Hunt. Yeah. And you're is probably it, bringing him in is it, is for his defensive qualities. Again, I don't want to be too horrible here. Um, and Jack Hunt didn't, didn't even come on the end, did he? But Jack Hunt's 29, likes to maraud forward, perhaps at the peak of his playing power now. You know, that's what they say for, for male footballers, sort of 27 to 29, 30s, is when they hit their peak, don't they? Um, Mariapa has a few years on him. Uh, could you tell last night is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he didn't look the most sprightly over sort of 10 to 15 yards, but a little bit further than that, I thought he looked fine um, pace-wise. So uh, that's exactly what I was looking at him for. Uh, how much can this cut? 
got impact the game is he going to be troubled by wingers and the you know the athletic specimens that you're always up against down your flank as a championship fullback mm-hmm. but I think defensively he did all right last night as a as I say he was aggressive he's obviously a tenacious player and he's got that reading of the game uh, obviously for for city he can cover those two positions but again you have to bear the wider context in mind which is that effectively probably third choice position position yeah, um, yeah. player for that position so otherwise you would have Sessignon in there who's, who's obviously out for a few months with a hamstring injury so and, and given that it was his first game I'm not going to be too harsh on him but but yeah he maybe looked a little bit rusty I thought or, or not necessarily rusty but just not quite in tune with with City and how they play and his teammates and maybe that's ever so slightly one of the factors that meant that QPR were, were rampant for large parts yeah, let's um, round off by talking about a player. I feel it's had a lot of stick um, from some fans, not all. And I tweeted last night from the Robins at the Gate account. You can find us on Twitter. I said, great result tonight. Is Callum O'Dowder proving some doubters wrong? And Adam said, Adam Gold, have always said, give him a run of games and he'll deliver high-end performances, replacing the energy we've lost from Feynman. Well-deserved man of the match tonight. More to come. That is so true, isn't it? The energy of, from Feynman pressing, closing down is a big miss. You know, there's no one else really like that. That will run and run and run all day. And, and okay, sometimes I think with Feynman, he almost makes up for perhaps not having... Or he, he's a quality footballer, but sometimes if he's not finishing or not assisting, his energy levels are almost irreplaceable. But Callum O'Dowder, he played a massive part in the build-up to the Nash goal, didn't he? Yeah, I disagree with you. I think um, I think O'Dowder is in the same ilk. He's he, not. Do you think got... he's as, as tenacious as Vyman, the way he chases and the way he yeah. carries? Wow. Yeah, that, I that's do. a massive I compliment do. in the nicest yeah. way. I I do. I actually think he's he's even more so. I, I think that's the wow, major part really? of his game. I think. Yeah, I think I think we've seen that this season a little bit more that he's. So I'll just stop you there. Do you do you think that it's it's a thing that perhaps when someone like me is just watching the overall play? that he's not getting enough credit for that. Because I've noticed that he works hard, and especially when they lose the ball, that 10 seconds he's pressing and he's hurrying and he's trying to get it back. But yeah, is he, go- is he going unnoticed for that? Yeah, he's, he's one of those players that his best work, and again, that sort of sounds as a backhanded compliment this, but his best work is without the ball. And, wow. and yeah, when the other team has got possession, and, that, and that's what Lee Johnson and Dean Holden have loved about Andy Weinman, just yeah. that it's his work rate and his tracking back and his diligent play in his, in his own half. And I doubt it does that as well. And I think both those guys, as, as you state there, have got terrific, terrific energy, really have. They just well, he never he... stop running. No, well, he won the ball, didn't he? For, for, to get the, the goal last night, picked it up and sort of midway through the QPR half, blasted down the wing, which I guess is, is a nod to that he can play out wide and, and a good ball across the face of goal. So that was a great moment with the ball. Yeah, I've got a question for you though, Michelle. Yeah, How perfect. much do you think that result last night was down to luck? Because, ah. hear, me, hear me out, if you, you look carefully at both those crosses from O'Dowder, the mm. first one horribly deflected off Dominic Ball and it just lands at Narky Wells' feet. It's like he's destined for him to score on his return. Always, yeah. Yeah. And then the second one as well is another O'Dowder cross, as you said, and Wells gets the, light, the slightest touch on it, but 
it just dollies up perfectly where, where you just dream of getting the ball as any player right in front of goal. And Nads, to be fair to him, he, he just brilliantly, I think his ball that he sends uh, the wrong way, maybe up the Hammersmith line with a little feint. And then, and then he rolls the ball into the corner. That was a great finish between Dickie's legs. But it's those two little touches. Yeah. That they make a difference, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and with especially with, with O'Dowd's goal, Narky Wells didn't mean that assist. He might claim he did, but he was trying to stop himself as he was sort of running at speed and, and turning back. But then, you know, there's not luck about Naj's finish. It's absolute quality, like you say. The dummy feigning to shoot sort of on the first attempt as the QPR defender's diving in. He absolutely does him, does the second who's on the floor. And that's a mark of real quality. But of course, yeah, they definitely had a little little bit of luck. But O'Dowd was excellent to get the ball as well. And I just think every team needs that bit of luck through the season. And some games you're going to have no luck and no rub of the green and you're going to feel like the world is against you. But those moments of luck also do define teams over a season. And the more of those you have, obviously the, the higher yeah. you finish. But, but, but not just that, the more of those you, you have, it's the mark of a good team for creating those chances and, and being in the right place, right time. Or that sort of wasn't quite a counter-attack because they won the ball. But... Just, just to be in those positions, you get the luck, don't you, I suppose? Being, and, be, and being brave. Being, hmm. And being brave yeah. on the ball. And clinical. And yeah, just taking your chances. They didn't have as many chances as QPR, but they took them last night. And yeah, I just wondered if, if this was a, a sign of, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but a case of where money talks. And um, if you go back to last January, obviously Bristol City got Narky Wells, who was QPR's main man. And, mm-hmm. and OK, he's not done a huge amount in the game in terms of his finishing. I mean, because probably any player could have finished that one that he got in the first <laughs> half. And he gets a little bit lucky with the assist. But but maybe that's just um, a sign of, 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 of financial firepower um, adding to your team and, and that making the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Right, coming up after the break, um, I want to talk about Bristol City's runs. Uh, we'll look ahead to the weekend at Birmingham and the Blackburn game too and quickly discuss which system is best after the break. Robins at the gate. With Who Knows Wins, this is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Robins at the Gate with Michelle Owen. Yep, new league will be ahead for you on the weekend. Who knows wins? Download the app. You can play against your friends, fellow Bristol City fans. It's a couple of quid for entry and you could win the pots. I think the pot last week was around £40, but we've had pots up to sort of £80. So get involved. You can win a share of that. So, Gregor, it just proves, doesn't it, that Bristol City don't have to go on a bad run under Dean Holden. They lost the game and I got worried, thinking, here we go, is this another three or four defeats? But a bounce back against QPR, strong mentality. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to qualify what I was saying earlier about maybe the, uh, there being a large break of the ball for Bristol City in the win at QPR, in that it, it's one of those cases where the harder you work, the luckier you get sometimes. And also, I think it's a sign of the terrific spirit in the camp, which again heralds the work of Dean Holden, that he's got all these guys believing, he's got all these guys working for each other, and that makes a difference. And that's what happened last night. Yeah, absolutely. And and now they've they've stopped that sort of run becoming anything, just the one defeat. And they go into Birmingham full of confidence. Um Birmingham, well, over the seasons, you know, I know their fans will be frustrated with where they are. If you look on the fan forums and things, you you'll see that. And at midweek, they had a, a really disappointing loss to Barnsley. Before that, uh, three draws on the bounce, and before that, they lost to Bournemouth and Wickham. 
um, did pick up a good win against Preston before that. But yeah, they're, they're languishing sort of quite low down the table. And when you look at their results on paper, you'd think that Bristol City are going into this one full of confidence. Um, it's a Birmingham side that has some good players in. You know, Scott Hogan often plays up front for him. Um, also the likes of Neil Etheridge in goal. And some other decent players like um, Lecco, who's been around a little while now. Who would you say is going to cause Bristol City the biggest threat and how do you see this one going? Um, Jukovic, for me, is always... Uh, well, he was on the bench in, on, um, against in, Barnsley, which was interesting. So whether he comes back in or not, but yeah, very good player. Yeah, had a good game at Ashton Gate last year. Birmingham City, I haven't seen too many good results from Bristol City against them. They always seem that kind of gritty, horrible team to play against mm. and and they, they often look tough to break down. I think it'll be close, but I do think we're seeing a slightly different Bristol City emerge under Dean Holden than we saw under Lee Johnson. And it's games like this one coming up where I feel that they can scrap a little bit more than the teams that we've seen in the past. And because of that, I'm, yeah, I feel a lot more optimistic about, about yeah Birmingham coming. And yeah, I just... Some of the guys involved in that squad, obviously, you mentioned Leco is a former um, Bristol City player, of course, and, and they'll know all about him. they got some quality at the back there, for my mind, in Mark Roberts and Harley Dean, um, just strong central defenders. Um, but if you get past those guys, then then you're going to have a real chance. They obviously brought in George Friend at the, in the summer. He's decent. Got experience in the middle via Gary Gardner. And yeah, I I do fancy Bristol City though to to maybe find a way past Birmingham and keep their good form going. Well, looking ahead to the next game after that, it's uh, what I'll be joining you at. It's Bristol City v Blackburn, and we'll record the latest podcast that will be out next Thursday. Looking forward to this one because Blackburn are a team that I've seen that have real quality. Um, I've watched them a few times this season and they've had a couple of good results. We're recording this on Wednesday morning so we don't know how they've got on against Millwall just yet. Millwall just love a draw at the moment so um, that's my prediction for that one later. But um, Blackburn... There's so much quality in that team, Gregor. Adam Armstrong, for me, well, him and Ivan Tony, best strikers in the championship, quite clearly. Harvey Elliott on loan from Liverpool, what a player. Uh, the bench is, is, has got quality on it too. I think this is going to be a real tough test at Ashton Gate. I do. Um, yes, I agree with you. I do. I, I think the same as that. Um, yeah, just quality across the squad. I'm a little bit surprised they've had better results than, than what they ha- have had. And I don't think it's just in the forward positions. I like uh, Lennon uh, a bit further back and mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Niambi as well, I think, is a yeah. quality guy. He's, he's only 22. He's, he's, yeah, he's, good. he's a very solid player. He's got a big future. So, yeah, the, Tom Tribal as well, I thought, was very effective when he was at Norwich City and he, he can add something there. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a real test for, for Bristol City. And it, if they could get win that one... I, I'd feel, I feel super, super confident. Yeah, that, yeah. <sighs> that they could that they could break into the top six this season. Oh, he's changing his mind. Um, <laughs> which which system is best then for Dean Holden to play? The formation wise, um, mm. I I know I don't think you can have one system. I, I just don't think it's as simple as that. Yeah, but, I think you've got. I to know, have. but 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 which one's best? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of effective ones. So it depends on the opposition. And last night they were 4-3-3. They went back to 3-5-2 at the end of the game, see out the game. 
and uh, yeah, they, they did it the other way round at Reading. So you'd probably have to go and say that three five, um, sorry, four three three is the better one because you you can go a bit more defensive. Um, and I, I I always like just having a bit, few more attackers on the pitch. I mean, Semenyo's been brilliant recently, mm. and if you play the four three three, you can play him out wide. And I think that probably gets the best of him because. He plays that similar role as he did at Newport. Mm. He's, he's afforded a bit more space. Last night against QPR, he made the most successful tackles in the game, which is pretty outstanding given he's a forward player. And he's I, so, I he's he so strong, isn't he? And he's such an athlete. Yeah, he did a great job at picking up Osman Kaikai um, or Kaikai um, down the QPR right flank and helping out against um, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, defensively, he was very good. Maybe not at his best going forward. Only I think only one shot from him from range. It was blocked. So, mm. yeah, great, great shift put in by him. And also O'Dowder over there as well, as we discussed. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably go with 4 3 3 as the starting one because you can yeah, get well in there as well. Yeah, and it gives a chance to attack, but also be solid defensively as well. Um, just going going into tonight's fixtures, we're recording on Wednesday morning. Bristol City are third, Gregor. Um, 27 points. They're only a point off Norwich, who haven't played yet. <laughs> but a point behind Bournemouth, who have played, uh, or, or on the same amount of games. It's, it's nice to look at that table, but the championship being the championship between Norwich on 28 points and uh, Cardiff at 11th in 20th, there's just eight points this league is insane isn't it yeah always is isn't it yeah just it doesn't change uh yeah agree it's it's a mark of how well dean holden is doing he's he's, he's done an absolutely eight phenomenal wins. job eight I think. wins so yeah. far yeah and nobody's had more i don't think at this no point, one's had more which is not uh, norwich and obviously got, haven't played yet but norwich on eight as well i mean and they're playing luton tonight so you might find uh, sorry they're playing who they're playing tonight yeah luton tonight I mean, he's doing well. I I hate to keep banging this drum, but look at the players he's got missing. At least yes. five or six first first team players out. Callas missing for a few games recently, and that made the difference. And just sorry, when Wayne Callas is fit, then I do think you can play the four at the back. If he's missing, then then yeah, I think that's not well. I I don't think Taylor Moore and Zach Viner are quite good enough as a as just a pair at the back. So I think he's integral to, to their defence but yeah, yeah even O'Dowda I think you could make an argument out and say that he is third choice position yeah. for that role he does yeah. because Vyman would be in there and I think in the longer term we might see Joe Williams in that position as well mm. and come in if he, when he eventually comes back <laughs> in so, um, Tyreek yeah. Bakerson hasn't been playing in the so many others we, we could name if we had the time um yeah, I mean, I was on Quest on, on Saturday evening and, and, yeah, Bristol City were poor and I was disappointed in, in, in Moore. I think he dived, didn't he? Could have, could have had a red, but that's another story for another time. I do want to talk about him at some point. Hopefully we'll go on to that on one in the next podcast because we'll have plenty to reflect on. Another big two games coming up for Bristol City. Quick uh, predictions. Sorry, Gregor, but I'm putting you on the spot again. Saturday at home, two home games. Uh, Saturday at home to Birmingham. I fancy them to get three points in that. I do too. I'm okay. going two one. They love a two one. They love a two one, and uh, we will both be at Bristol City Blackburn on Wednesday. Um, I fancy a draw for that one. Yeah, uh, yes, I'll go one for a draw as well. <laughs> I'm just copying <laughs> you, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll go for nil nil on that one. Oh, oh, I hope not. 
I really hope not, because we're both at it. Okay, great. Well, um, Greg, well, thanks as always. Safe trip um, back to the southwest today from from London. And the great news is that fans are allowed back in. The bad news is we are in tier three. We're going to talk more about that next week because I'm, I'm hoping sort of by next week we might have more of an indicator if we're going to get out of tier three and if some fans might be allowed at Ashton Gate because we, we miss you so much and it absolutely is not the same at the moment. But fingers crossed there's been some positive vaccine news. I'm no scientist, but fingers crossed we're taking the first steps on a brighter road. And from what I've spoken to just quickly, Gregor, football is actually... They don't care if it's an away ground anymore. They just want fans back, don't they? They do, I think. It's been so long and, uh, yeah, let's get them back as quickly as we can. What a crazy year, but we're almost at the end of it and we're getting towards, well, we're just almost at a third... My maths is terrible, but we're over a quarter of the way through the season, so we are flying and uh, hopefully it continues for Bristol City and that win they picked up. At last night. We'll be back next week after the Blackburn game. We'll be recording on Thursday. Look forward to speaking to you then. And as always, Gregor, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins at the Gate. With Who Knows Wins. This is not betting as you know it. Download the app now and start playing. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.